Welcome to Top Shelf, where we seek truth, opinion, perspective, and we seek solutions. season knocking yes, it down ig live <laughs> responding we're doing things that we've never done before we've had our wives <laughs> on the on the live you know yeah, and conversation that could have got that could have went it could it could have went left right. it could have meant because they could have tried to expose us <laughs> that's a fact <laughs> that's I, it they're like why i, did, you, I didn't see him on the couch like, though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they was like yes Yo, my wife could have been like, "Why you leave that dish out last night?" <laughs> she's like, "I'm gonna like, talk about it on the podcast." Like, oh man! Uh, no, or, uh, why y'all treat me like Jeff? Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> oh god! Oh, boy. oh god! Look, that's the wrong way. Oh, why? you ain't patient and wait outside for me like Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But it's a great, great, this is great. But before we get anything done, man, we gotta, um, we gotta pray. Most definitely, most definitely, definitely gotta pray. And today, I want to nominate my brother Anthony. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord God, thank you, Lord God. I just want to come before Lord God as we come before you, Lord God, with this amazing episode as we are going to be doing, Lord God. We want to not offend anyone. We just want to come with our true perspective and opinion, Lord God. Allow us to flourish in our thoughts, flourish in our opinion. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. 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 That's Benny great. Benny Swanton, the Gossages. Yeah, that's all my Haitians out there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yo, what? I was like, what are you speaking? <laughs> like, I was like, you speaking Spanish? <laughs> yo, how y'all doing, man? Like, I know we've been doing an amazing job. And if you have not subscribed, subscribe right now. Um, leave a comment. Um, but how are you guys doing? And I don't want to talk about mentally. How are you doing today? Uh, I'll start. Uh, for me, honestly, bro, let me tell you. Uh, me and my wife and uh, my sister-in-law, and her boyfriend, we went to the Elevation Church concert last night. Oh, beautiful. Yo, oh, you guys went? Wow, yeah, man, we went. Cool. And um, I'm too, bro. We at the Prudential Center. And man, let me tell you, it was amazing, bro. Like, at first, I, I won't lie, I was like tired a little bit. Uh, mm. And wifey was tired. We went and we were just like, yo, we about to be staring in the concert. We doing all this, but God came, once we got into worship, changed our whole mentality and we both talked about it this morning it's it just really set us up for the week and it changed our whole thought process the word came, came from pastor Stephen furtick and he he killed it he talked about the woman with the issue of blood and Ooh. bruh let me tell you he was like he was like it ain't what it ain't what they call you; it's what you respond to. Ooh, and they, they, she was word. called by her. That's issues. a word right there. Let me tell you. Uh, but I say all this to say that, like, bro, I'm I'm wonderful, man. Like, 
So it's, I, it sound I'm like a, you a ten. That's it. I'm, a, I'm not a Jeff ten. I'm a Fred ten. There we go. There we go. Let me it. tell I you. Oh my God, Spirit and God is just so good. It just made me realize how much God does for us in That's a day. That's so beautiful. Bro. So many like like how many heart they had this screen up that said, I think it was like over, like your heart beats over. I'm, look, fact check this village if I'm wrong. I think it said your heart beats over 22,000 times in a day. I'm like, God does that for us, bro. Like, I'm like, bro, like, it made me really focus in on how much God does for us, bro. And, that, and I can just say I'm grateful. So I'm wonderful and grateful at the same time. That's beautiful. So just a fact check real quick. It, your heart beats about 100,000 times a day. Well, nigga, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Anthony. And that's why we have you in place. Thank you. Anthony, a.k.a. the Google search engine. <laughs> but look, but look, that proved the point, though. It's way uh-huh. more than I could even think. <laughs> I uh, saw and imagined God does that for us every single day, bro. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it, man. What about you, Jeff? For me, I'm doing today. It's, it's a beautiful day. Today, oh, yeah. it's the weather is nice, but it's not only that the weather is nice, man. It's just life is just nice for me right now, man. Today was just another day where, you know, a typical work day. But, yo, it's it's the little things. It's the little yeah. thing that matters to me. It's the little things that I see. It's the little things that I get a chance to experience. It makes me grateful. And, I was listening to, um, it was on IG. Somebody had posted on IG. It was something that Steve Harvey said. And he basically said, like, you know, a lot of times we become very ungrateful. And we're not grateful for the things that we have, right? Which is life, which is the roof over our head, the food that we have access to. I mean, he didn't say these particular words. But in a context of what he was saying, it's just that we are, sometimes we become very ungrateful because we see things that we want and forget the things that we have right and like just living in the moment and just enjoying not say you don't plan out for the future because you should but just also enjoy the moment enjoy the day and that was one of the first things that i saw today you know after i i did my prayer and my devotional and it just kind of just gave me that reminder that hey yo i am blessed i am blessed because i have a roof over my head i'm blessed i have a house I'm blessed I have a car. I'm blessed I have a job. I'm blessed to have a car. There are so many people out there that don't have these things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I want like a, a Range Rover. Yes, you know what I'm saying? That I, I want my man cave to be finished. <laughs> <my baby>. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, You know what I'm saying? I, I think the whole Top Shelf crew wants that man cave to be finished. That's um, a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I'm grateful I have an amazing, beautiful wife who is, yo, super loving. Like every morning, because she goes to work. So I work from home, but, uh, you know, people are listening. My wife, she goes into the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which means Monday and Friday, she's actually um, going to the office. Monday and Friday, no, Monday and Friday, she's home. Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, she's in the office. Wow. Every morning, (laughs) before she goes to work, she, even though I'm, I'm half asleep, she'll rub my head, she'll kiss my forehead. You know, baby, I love you. And she leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And that is something 
there's not a day she does not do this when she's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's not a day she does not does it. And I'm grateful for that. And the reason I'm grateful for that because here's somebody who could just up and just rush to go to work and not acknowledge me. And I don't expect her to like do this every morning, but she does. So I'm grateful of just off of that. So today, to put that in context today, because she said this morning, yo, today I'm great because all of these little things that I've mentioned that I have and that God, God has given me all these things. That's amazing. I think Jeff was waiting for this answer. I think he was pondering. I was like, yo, I can't wait till Anthony asks me this question. He got a whole he got a whole paper in his front. <laughs> <laughs> yo, listen, I'm grateful, bro. That's all it yep. is. I'm you gonna know. tell you this. When that man cave done, I ain't gonna be at home. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in you know, what you call it in Jersey, George gonna be over. He's like, where you at? I'm in the Jeff Cave. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Yo, listen, that man cave needs to happen. It's going to happen. Facts. Let me Facts. tell you. <laughs> tell me if you need help so I can hire somebody for you. <laughs> Let's do it. That's it. Yo, real talk. I think for me, it's been an amazing week. Um, so for my company, Access University. Um, we have a partnership with Access Lab. Um, so I had to raise $20,000 before June 26th. Mm. Okay. Um, and one thing that's been like a anxiety for me that I did not know is that asking people for money, um, that is a skill. Mm. I yeah. never, yo, I never knew that. Like asking people for, for money, because you don't know, like you're going to get notes. Or you yeah. get like, Oh, I don't have it right now, X, Y, and Z. Or if they oh, do man. have it, you ask them again, like, oh, my fault. Like, all these run around. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing I've learned this season is that God wouldn't give you a purpose for no reason. Yeah. Um, and God wouldn't give you a, a, an assignment for no reason. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to steadfast with that kind of thought because you can go into these type of arenas and just like, you know what? Let me just give up. Yo, um, man, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, bro. Do you want to let the people know who's listening, you know, how they can donate? Um, so, so they you know, or how they can, you know, help you raise the funds that's needed for Access University? So you can do it multiple ways, but I, I definitely want to get more because I have to get my lawyer to make sure that I can say how to get it. So okay. I want to wait until... Um, next next uh, next week. So, Top Chef Village, if you're listening, I'll definitely make sure to mm-hmm. talk about that next week. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, so, what we'll probably do is then, for those who are listening, is that once Anthony is able to get the confirmation that he needs from his attorney, we'll post on our IG page, we'll post on our Facebook page, because we definitely want to support our brother with this, you know, this venture that he's doing, because we believe that extremely important. Um, so we'll get that information out to you guys. Sorry, and I just wait. put that out there, bro. No, no, I thank you. And that's what we need, accountable and a support team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, I don't know if you guys have been listening. Well, of course you've been listening to Top Shelf Village. Um, since season one, I always talked about my brother. Um, and I've always talked about our up and down relationship, my biological brother. And this week, uh, we were talking. Well, sorry. This week I texted him because I wanted him to come to my uh for mother's day and i said to myself like you know what let me just text him i might get a text back i might not um and i literally i prayed 
yesterday for like just to say, God, just show me a sign that he's a he, he's alive. <laughs> I got that little sign. And yesterday he 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 literally sent me a text. Yo, That's when I said, yo, bros, when I say when I saw that text, mm-hmm. I was like, there's definitely a God. Because mm-hmm. I really thought that one, I knew he was a like, of course, I knew he was alive, but it's like, where is he? How's he doing? Yeah. Now that this opens up a, a huge door for me, mm-hmm. I could be able to now, and I think my brother Jeff was saying is like when someone goes far, 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 mm-hmm. allow your door to be open. Yeah. Give them the A5 steak. <laughs> uh-huh. Put out your best dish. Um, and I and that's something that I've been like really learning to do. And I think that's something that I say, yo, it gives me one. It humbles me, mm-hmm. but also it makes me honor um, what God is going to be doing for me in the future. Um, so I just say that, and for my top show village, like think about that. Like, don't keep on texting that person. Or if you if you was like, you know what, have some patience, keep texting the person, but have an open door policy, mm-hmm. and allow that person to come back, and no judgment, no jealousy, but make sure when that person comes back. You're giving your best self. Shout out to Bible study. Shout out to Bible study. Yo, we had a little Bible study session, man. And I, 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 I see. Okay. I love it. I love it. And yo, so real quick, Top Chef Village. So I had a thought and I want to present something. And we are always in a conversation and we always bring different thoughts to you. So, um, but I want to bring it to my brothers first. All right. So, Top Show Village, what we're going to do, this is going to be a little different. Um, so, what we're going to do is put it also on IG, on our IG page. I hope you hope you're following that as well. And we want you to chime in. But my brother's going to help me in this conversation. So, I was, so, you know, I'm, I'm an educator by heart. Um, so, and I'm also a dean student um, at a charter school. And I was sitting, I was having a conversation with, literally having a conversation with three kids. And I asked them the most, I asked kids a random question. So I asked them this question. I asked it, and it's, it lined up so perfectly. I asked them, what's your religion? And they said, I'm a Catholic, I'm Christian, and I'm a Muslim. In those three forms, like they literally sitting next to each other. I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian, and I'm a Muslim. Then I asked him, why? Because my mom is. It's like, okay. So I was like, when it comes to religion, I try to respect a child and making sure that I don't disrespect anybody. I was like, okay, no problem. Then I went to someone else um, in my at my school. Then I went to somebody else that is a Catholic. Now I asked the same question. This person is at the age of 42. I asked the same question. So what are you? She said, I'm Catholic. So I had a thought in my head, and I want to present it to my brothers. Is a religion that you have, is it designed in regards to the family, your environment, or is it your choice? When does it become your choice? Now, before we start, we're not offending any I don't want to offend any religion. 
I want to be able to have a thought. I want to be able to have different perspectives and different opinions. So I want us to have a conversation where we're challenging each other, but also respecting each other while we challenge our thoughts. Is that cool, bros? Absolutely. All right. I think uh, I'll start it off. Cool. Uh, I'll say um, from my perspective, um, it becomes, so as a Christian male born in a household that has mostly been Protestant, right? The whole meaning Christian. Um, my grandmother on my father's side is Catholic, you know, and I've been to both sides of the spectrum. I've been to both like uh, different services, right? I've been to uh, church services that are Protestant and I've been to uh, Catholic service, like Catholic mass as well mm. with my grandmother. I did not know and, that, bro. And it's two, yeah, yeah, when I was younger. And so there's two different dynamics, right? And my dad, so my dad was like, I like Catholic. So my mom was raising me to become Protestant, but my dad was always like, I'm a Catholic because church ain't that long. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I can relate to that. Yeah, no, and I understand it, and I get it. He's so he he's logical with it, right? And my grandmother was a Catholic because her mother, her mother, which was my great grandmother, was Catholic as well. So it was kind of like a trend in my in the family, right? Yeah. Um, but as you guys know, as I've spoken about and talked about, uh, I wasn't raised with my father. Like my father wasn't prominent in my life. My mother was prominent. So I was always going to church with my mother. Um, from the time I was like born, I can remember just always going to church with my family. It was what it was what we did, right? Mm -hmm. It was something we did, right? And and we uh not only went, but there was like different practices, which is you know, with the praise and worship, with the prayer, uh all, you know, everything that includes church, we took communion, uh, so on and so forth. But as I came of age, I got an understanding, right? Why do I believe what I believe? And I made that conscious choice probably uh, around 13, 14, I started asking questions, you know, and my mom sat me down and said, hey, I love you and I want you to believe what we believe what I believe, what our family believes, but uh, it, it, I want you to choose Christ for yourself, right? Mm, that's powerful. So, mind you, at this time, I hadn't been baptized yet. And I had, uh, I was still kind of like, I had a lot of questions. And then she also told me, hey, you could, like, you don't have to, you don't have to continue to come to church. And I said, oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> So at that and you were time, at 14, right? Yeah, I was 14. Cool. And, and crazy enough, I stopped going to church. And then there was a point, like, I was only going to church to help mom. Like, other times, I was not really going. I was visiting other kind of churches within the Protestant faith. I was visiting Methodist churches and Lutheran churches and Presbyterian churches to see, like, the different dynamics in, in the Baptist churches, to see, like, what, what it was like. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't really understand the difference. I was like, why, if we're one church, why are we split up in brackets like basketball teams? So um, um, I went to these other churches, right? 
and I was like, yo, this is different. So I wound up going back home uh, uh, to my home church. My mom invited me to one service, right? She was like, listen, I know you don't want to come to church and stuff like that, but just come to this one church, uh, this one service. We have a, a preacher coming. And it's a new, a new guy, I guess. So I was like, all right, cool. I went. I heard the guy speak, right? And all I could think of that day, and this is the day I got saved, all I could think of that day was, uh, I want to get home and watch Family Guy. Like, I just, I don't want to be here, you know? Mm. And I wanted to leave. But then I, I was walking out, and I heard, I heard a voice in my heart tell me to turn around uh. and stop. When will you stop running? And then I was yeah. just like, okay, cool. something's going on. <laughs> something's going on. I don't know what's going on. And then the pastor was pastor at that point literally said, uh, some people in here are running. Mm. And I was like, I was like, yo, son. And that I took that straight up as the sign for me to give my life to God. So to answer your question, Anthony, uh, I think it it was a moment for me when I chose it myself and I, but after that, I had to do the work to realize it wasn't just a religion. It was a relationship with Christ. That's powerful. That was the bigger part of it. So I, as a Christian man, I will say I re I had to realize it was a relationship and not this mass gathering of people praying to this God who's 300 billion light years away. You know, um, I realized that it was an intimacy there because um, I think for a lot of people, a lot of people do it no matter what religion you're in. They do it out of rote. And this is just my opinion. Very true. And, I'm, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to offend anybody. A lot of people do it out of rote. A lot of people do it out of rigor. a rope out of rote. Oh, rote. OK. Yeah, What's, what does that mean? Yeah. So meaning like 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 out of uh, ritual out of. Oh, OK. It, 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 a lot of people do it because like okay it's a muscle memory thing like okay my family my family fast this time of year so I'm a fast or oh okay uh, uh, routine uh, yeah out of routine that's a better word um and like for instance too it's it's like being born into a Jewish household you literally have no choice you know it's like okay I'm Jewish you know, and this is the culture. And but you can be a non-practicing Jew as well. Correct. So Correct. It, it's it's like you don't have to practice. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, a lot of people don't like uh with Muslims. It's it, it's another it's another thing. It's like you're born into that. You're born into the culture, the faith, and everything like that. But I know not practicing people, like people don't practice. Uh. uh the Muslim faith, you know what I'm saying? They they're just born into it. They'll say, "I am Muslim," you know, and which is like a diaspora, it's a culture in the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the religion is paired with that. So I think when your mom said, um, and I wrote it down, I said, "Your mom definitely said, at this moment in your life, at 14, it's your choice. So right. you can come to church or not." I think at that moment she broke the routine. Yes. And she allowed you to make a choice. Yes. 
Some yeah. parents may say that's too young. Mm -hmm. Some parents may say, in my house, you're going to be doing what, what this church, what under this house, this is what it's going to be. Absolutely. And Anthony, what? I won't, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead, I bro. won't lie. From the time I was born, my mom was making us go to church. Like, it was like, you got to go to church. You don't have a choice in this. Like, yeah, but you have to put on this itchy sweater, <laughs> tight, tight, uh, these tight church shoes, and you have to, like, there was no choice, like, literally, mm. because I didn't have, I don't feel like I had the capacity yet to understand Correct. what but was going on. But she, at that moment, she felt like you did have the capacity to understand See? what's yep. right, right from wrong. There you go. Um, and I asked another question is, when you begin to start building that relationship, and Jeff, I'm going to come right back to you with the same question. But um, Fred, when you built that relationship, what age was that? And why, really, was that, why, why was that so important? I can honestly say when I really understood the ramifications of what I was doing, like the first time I got baptized was 14, of course. Um, but I got rebaptized when I was about 21 because I didn't understand what yeah. the, I didn't understand the symbol of what it was. Yeah. Like, um, I can say I really got serious about my faith uh, when I hit college. Because I was really, like, when I was 19, I really understood the Bible. Like, yeah. I was really understanding it because I was going hard, bro. I was, I was literally in my word day and night. I was going to church and serving faithfully. I was uh, literally, I was a part of Campus Crusade for Christ when I went to college. I was like going hard, like, like, and really understanding, like, this is a relationship that has to be walked out because reading the story, the Bible, well, the Bible isn't just a group of stories. It's, it's, it's literally a, 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 a living, breathing word. You know, a living, breathing word and understanding that it helped me get closer to it. It helped yeah. me get and listening to the Holy Spirit and going to church, you know, what I'm saying was a huge part of that. So, and this is a question for you and you and Jeff. So from the story you just shared with me, when did you make a choice? Was it your choice yeah. or was it your environment and design of where you grew up? It was it was. It was my choice. It was definitely okay. my choice. I would say it was 18, 19 when I made that choice to say, like, yeah, I'm a serve and and and, and I'm a I'm a be a part of Christianity. And can I be real, um, village? I did not know that people get baptized a second time. I thought for real, I thought that you only get baptized one time and that's yeah. it. But yeah. when I begin to uh, have some type of consciousness and begin yeah. to understand more other people's experience, I realized that is a lot that happens in regards to in adulthood. A lot of people get baptized a second time mm -hmm. because they feel like when I was at that certain age, I didn't have the, the knowledge. I didn't have the consciousness. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the understanding. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what was going on. Right. So they said to themselves, you know what? At this age, this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Right. And now I'm going to live my life like that right so jeff what you think pull up a chair let's talk yeah so um 
thank you, Fred, for sharing your story as, as, as well. And I could somewhat relate to Fred's story. So I grew up Catholic, and I think I mentioned this before. I grew up Catholic. Um, my mom's side of the family, they're all Catholic. My dad's side of the family is Seventh-day Adventist. But my dad, you know, he's actually Protestant, right? But when he married my mom, he was like, I, you know, oh, she wow. wants to be Catholic. Well, I wrote the Catholic, but in his heart, he still... <clears throat> You know, he still was more Protestant than, than Catholic. And now my parents, but they were Jeff, could I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Is there a bit there's a huge population in his story in history, right, where Haitians were Catholic, correct? That is correct. Okay. Correct. That that that's the Catholic faith is the last time I checked, and this could be double checked, the Catholic faith is I think it was like the most dominant religion practice in Haiti. It was. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's Catholic. There, are, it's not uncommon for a lot of Haitians to be Catholic, right? Okay, okay. So my parents, you know, they weren't diehard Catholics, you know. I, you know, and if anybody who's Catholic <clears throat> or knows anything about Catholics, like there's a series of things that you go through, right? As far as like you know, your your communion, confirmation, and baptism. You get baptized as a baby. When you're a baby, they baptize you, right? That's the introduction you the introduction of you becoming into the Catholic faith. Then you do your communion and you, you do your confirmation, right? So I did all these things. Once I, be, as my teenage years, we weren't going to church every Sunday, right? And one of the things I did when I was a Catholic was just like what Fred was saying about his dad. Yo, Catholic service is like 45 minutes. Matthew, oh, you're what? out the door. Nah, you know for real? Yeah, real talk. 45 minutes, you're out. You know what I'm saying? So that was the, that was the thing that I enjoyed about it, right? But I I'll be honest, I didn't really feel like I was gaining anything spiritually from it. But at that time, I didn't really care either. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I had a relationship with God, or I knew God existed, and Jesus Christ, and so forth. But it wasn't like you know it was part of my day to day life, yeah. right? Because my parents didn't they didn't force us to be Catholics. They didn't force us like you have to go to church every Sunday. That's something that they did after a certain age. Like, of course when I was like from the time I was a baby up until maybe around the same time with Fred when I was like 13, 14 years old you know we had to go right but once I became like I would say 15, 16 it wasn't a big deal. My parents would go but it's not like I had to go every Sunday. They never forced religion on us right? So now fast forward to when I was about 29, um, I got married. My first marriage, we got married at a Catholic church. My ex-wife, she's Catholic as well. Mm -hmm. We got married at a Catholic church and six months, I would say six months within our marriage, we both realized we made a conscious decision like, I don't know if we want to go to this Catholic church anymore because we just felt like we wasn't getting anything out of it. Again, Mm -hmm. the only incentive was like, yo, you're in there for 45 minutes and you're out. That was only incentive. It wasn't like I feel like I was getting the word, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I transitioned to go into a Christian church, um, um, and the church was called, oh my God, Church by the Glades in Coral Springs, Florida. Right? Mm-hmm. Church by yeah, the I've heard of it. Right? Amazing, amazing church. You know what I'm saying? Amazing church. Um, <laughs> shout out to Pastor David. He's an amazing pastor. I never met him personally, but he's just an amazing pastor. It's like one of those, it's like a Steve, Stephen Freddie, just like one of the mega churches, right? And I had a coworker who kept on telling me about it. I was like, all right, let's go check it out. So we went, and I fell in love with it, right? Now, during this time, I didn't really know 
there was a difference between Catholics and Christians, right? Because there are Catholics who believe that the Catholic faith falls under the Christian belief, right? Yeah. And they think it's another denomination like Protestant, Methodist, and so forth, but it's really not. Catholics is is its own separate religion, like Seventh-day Adventists, Jehovah's Witness, and so forth. I Mm -hmm. didn't know that. I just thought like, yo, God, Jesus, we're good. But there are, there is a huge difference, and I won't really get into that. But there is. So, anyways, this is where it's like I decided I wanted to get saved again, right? Because now I'm understanding that when you get baptized, you're supposed to get baptized when you when you want to give yourself up to Christ. This is where you're making your own conscious decision, right? Not when you're a baby, right? Because when you're a baby, you can't make any conscious decisions for yourself, correct? Right. But in the Christian faith, you get baptized or you want to be baptized where you're making your own conscious decisions like, hey, I want a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want a relationship with God. And then you get baptized. So I got baptized again at the age of 29, right? Or age of 30, actually, because it was like six months after attending by the time I was 30. So I made that own my own conscious decision. And I was, yo, it was a game changer, right? It was a huge game changer for me because now I felt like I'm going back in this path of, building relationship with God. But I also strayed away also after a while because I started questioning Christianity. I started questioning religion. I started questioning everything. I didn't question God's existence. So I knew he existed. But I was falling under that trap of like, I just believe in God and that's it. I'm spiritual. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was falling into that trap. And the reason why I say that, I'm not saying that to offend anybody who says or believes in the same thing. But for me, and I'm only speaking for myself, that I was falling into that where it's like I didn't feel like I didn't really need the Bible to reference my belief in God. As long as I believe in God, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Right? And this was like a couple of years after I started going to this church. This is a couple of years after the baptism. Mind you, nobody made a decision for me. My parents, they didn't, it wasn't like, you got to be Catholic. Why did you go to this Christian church? Or why does my parents didn't do none of that. It was like, listen, whatever you want to do, that's you. As long as you believe in God, you're not becoming an atheist, you believe in Satan, then it's all good. It's up to you to make that decision for you, but just know that God is real and, you know, Jesus is Lord, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that my parents would just remind me of, right? But it's up at the end of the day, but it's still entirely up to me. I found myself back with God when the time I needed him the most. Mm-hmm. The time I thought I needed him the most, right? And the whole time, God was patiently waiting for me. Because <laughs> straight away, I realized I started just living for self, not mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Which means I was just out there just doing things. I was, out, I was just out there just living my best life with no guidance on anything. And I realized I was starting to make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. I realized that spiritually, I was not aligned with anything. I realized, like, my relationship with him was... Distant. Mm-hmm. Bro, and, were you my fault for cutting you off? Yeah, good. Were you still going <clears> to <throat> church during this time when it guards the distance? No, I wasn't. Okay. I, I wasn't. And I was actually about to get into that. I wasn't okay. going to church. And I remember I'll never forget 2018. When 2018 first hit that month, I literally said I need to get back to church. Because at that point I didn't have a church home. I wasn't going to church. But I realized, like, mm-hmm. yo, I just felt it in my spirit. I knew that was God just tapping me. I'm here. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get back to church. And then a couple of months later, I found a new church and I started going back to church and I completely gave everything over to him. Right. So I say that to say is that to answer your question, Anthony, is that I was never forced to believe in one particular religion. Maybe when I was like a, from a child or an infant, rather, up until maybe like my early teenage years. After that, it was all on me from my personal experience. My parents didn't say you have to remain Catholic. You have to continue to go to a Catholic church. They allowed myself and my and my sibling, my brother and sister, to make our own conscious decision, right? And once I made once I made that conscious decision, for me personally, and I'm going to speak from my experience, I felt like God was making sure that He was aligning me to where He needed me to be with Him. Like what Fred said, it's about a relationship. It's not about the religion. Christianity mm-hmm. is a relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? That's really what it is. And once you really understand that, you really start seeing how the game changes. It's a game changer. You really start understanding that the Bible is, 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 it's a living word. And there's so many ways you can look at what's going on in today's world. We can find scriptures that allow what's going on with the world right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible is real, whether people want to believe it or not. And it's really up to them to understand and and if that's what they want to believe but if you really believe in god and you trust in god even if you stray away from him he's going to patiently wait from you and then you're going to you'll eventually find yourself being guided back um back to him because he did that with me and it sounds like that's what he did with you fred yeah no no for sure like man it was it's definitely um a a journey bro because it's you're going back and forth and you're trying to figure out things within the world and, and, and the world is coming against you. Uh, Jeff, your story reminded me of something that Stephen Furtick said. Yeah. Literally last night he said, um, he was like, has the devil been messing with y'all lately? He, and a lot of people was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he said, I hope the devil has been messing with you lately. He said, cause if the devil's not messing with you lately, then maybe y'all going in the same direction. And I was like, yo, that's powerful as heck. Like, because he was like, you gotta, he said, you have to question. It's just like, we as Christians want bad things to happen to us or anything like that. No, 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 we're not, uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, masochistic, so to speak. But I think in a, in a manner of speaking, we don't, as Christians, we don't live these safe lives where it's like all positive and, Oh, it's all great all the time. No, we go through things, you know, Uh because that's why the word says in this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. You know what I'm saying? Look what, look what, look how, if you go to the New Testament, look at how uh, a lot of the disciples were persecuted and a lot of the apostles were persecuted, man. Uh, It, 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 it wasn't without, uh, it wasn't without uh, persecution or, uh, or like, pulling down a lot of a lot of people got pulled down bro like it wasn't it wasn't pretty at all and like i think when i was out there when i was out in the world the moment for me when god reeled me back in Mm -hmm. uh was like a little bit after like when i got baptized for that second time bro um I, i was on my way to come to new york and god was like listen you about to go through some stuff. Like he didn't tell me that personally, but I felt it. 
you know, in my in, in my spirit, bro. And I was just like, oh, God, this is about to be the biggest challenge of my life. And literally, New York, East Coast period, is just challenged my, it challenged my soul, bro. My whole soul coming from the Midwest. And just a lot of, because people don't care what you're going through out here, bro. Like, a lot of people don't care. And that that's not just East Coast people. And so I don't want to offend our village, but people in general, like it's hard the world growing up it's hard bro it's it's reality outside it it really is and and i can relate to that when i when i had moved back to new york um it this is where like the journey began for me as far as with my spiritual growth because like you said it was hard and it was hard for me like those is the place i grew up in those is a place that i was excited to be back at um because i always felt that i was meant to be back up here I had to go through some trials and tribulations while I was yeah. up here, but it was all for a purpose. It was all for a reason, right? This is where I, I really found my relationship with God and more than I've ever had it before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, just like as the word says, it says, show me your ways, Lord, and, and teach me your path. Right. So when you really start asking God and you really get aligned with him, again, you could have whatever belief that you have, right? Whether if it's, being Catholic, Protestant, Methodist, you could be Muslim, you know, whatever it is, right? We're not here to condemn or shame or not any religious practice or belief. That's that's up to you, and that's up to the, the God that you serve. Right. Um, but for me, and I'll speak for myself personally, but me as a believer, me as a Christian, I know what God has done for me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What he's done for me. And nobody forced this belief on me. And I'm grateful of that because I know some people they're forced to believe what they believe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They, they're they like, okay, listen, in this household, you're going to be, you're going to be Jewish. In this household, you're going to be Muslim. In this household, you're going to be Protestant. In this household, you're going to be Catholic. Right. And you have, even up until their adulthood, it's like, yo, what? You're you're denouncing being a Muslim to become yeah. Christian? Or you're denouncing to be Christian to be Muslim? What is wrong with you? Are you crazy? I've been very fortunate enough, my parents, and nobody else has ever done that for me. And and this is why, like, I believe that God was like, I want you to make this conscious decision. And he didn't allow those distractions from anybody saying that you need to believe in this. Yes, it was like, yeah, you can, you know, believe in God. But it's like, you're going to choose this for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see. And he's showing you. <laughs> and so I can't believe nothing and nothing else. For me, again, for Jeffrey Chris Moore. I can't believe nothing else because God has shown me sign, his signs and wonders, his miracles, constant, constant testimonies of who he is and how it aligns with his word. So yeah. for me, it's like, yo, if it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, bro. Um, and I, I realize in regards to these, these thoughts that you guys, and you guys are giving some beautiful stories, beautiful best testimonies. Um, one of the things that when I was doing my research on this topic, um, the Jehovah Witness, and like I said, we're not trying to offend anybody. We're just trying to present some thoughts. Um, the Jehovah Witness faith, they don't believe in going to college. Um, mm, and I, I didn't. So when I realized that their, their viewpoint of not going to college because they don't want to change the mindset of their congregation or the mm-hmm. people that believe in the Jehovah. Jehovah Witness th- thought process and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked myself because when I was at my Afro 
like uh, African American study class, and the professor, and this is one thing that I, I really believe in. My wife tells me this all the time: you must be strong in your faith because once you hit college, you're gonna meet the whole world, mm-hmm. and the True. world is ready for people that are, even if you're not Christian, mm-hmm. you can be Muslim, you can be Catholic. They're right. gonna ask you, why are you that? Why right. are you this? Um, and I remember my, and I couldn't, and I'd be honest, my village and bros, I didn't know how to answer this. I was 22 mm-hmm. and he asked me, why are you Christian? Isn't that a white man's white man's um, Bible? When I, and he had, and one thing about people that say things like this, they had their facts a bit. And then you would you would start thinking, hmm, is this mm-hmm. a white man's um Bible? Mm-hmm. Damn, they really use this for the 400 years of slavery because they use that one part that says you're supposed to be a slave. Mm-hmm. Damn, this then they would bring the history of Christianity right. in regards to how many people they killed. Mm-hmm. Throughout the entire years, right. So when I when I think about that, I ask myself, "Yo, God, this is something I want to believe in, but mm-hmm. how do I build my faith? Right. How do I create a solution?" And mm-hmm. we pride ourselves on solution. So I want to ask my that. brothers, what do you think about when <clears throat> you got to provide and have conversations around this? I love so, it, Anthony. <laughs> I can tell you, I love it. Point blank, period. Uh, it can be challenging because uh, the first thing you want to do is you want to de- debate, right? Facts. That's the first kind of thing. Is like, yo, I'm going to hit him with this scripture. I'm going to hit him. But the word is called us to love, right? To love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get into this bickering war with you in terms of I'm trying to convince you. I'm not trying to sell you on Jesus Christ. I'm not selling you Jesus Christ. Not Jesus, not marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm trying to tell you, I'm giving you my experiences. I'm giving uh-huh. you uh, the word as well within that. And I'm giving you truth, biblical truth and historical truth and stuff like that. And yes, we are called to be defenders of the word too, as well. But at the same time, like I'm, I, I said a long time ago, I'm not about to be in no argument with nobody on no street corner because the word talks about arguing with people on the street corners as well. And I'm not going to get out of the wind either. Nobody yeah, wins, not, no one wins that at way. all. Because they they think about it. You enter in a different <coughs> room, right? You let's say you enter into a room and somebody got a knife. You don't ain't gonna know what to do immediately. You ain't got no knife. Like <laughs> you like I'm in this room. Nobody told me we was gonna have knives in this room. Like, <laughs> but I can tell you what I will say though. Like if somebody came at me with that, uh, like let's say a professor came at me, because I've had professors challenge me before, right? Uh, and when I was in college in composition class, I wrote a kind of like a persuasive paper about if Jesus was a pacifist or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because he told us to write something we believe in and write a, a persuasive argument to it, and that was my persuasive argument, and we got. We didn't get into it, but we were just talking. Like, but if a if a professor presented to me and said, "Hey, that's a white man's Bible," I said, "Hey," um, and and this is a black. Let's say if it's a black professor, I'd be like, "Hey, but who do you work for in this school? Whose school is this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What was this school founded on? When you go back, 
before like before time you only look at man only looks at one part of the bible bro you only look at one you only measure it by one scripture one thing i can do that with any book i get a hold of i can right. I, I can walk in i can read a part of a book and be like uh-uh this book is only about about murder because i read that page that said murder like they got murdered on this date mm-hmm. i can pick up any book and do that you know what I'm saying? But with, without the context of it, and like you can't go forward and, and try to prove something if you don't have the whole picture. Because I think that's what a lot of people try to base their arguments on. It's like a lot of people always try to disprove. They're like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I'm like, well, then maybe if you read and maybe if you do research, and uh, look, read the book of John, please. Then you can understand a deeper, like, and I'm not saying one chapter. I'm saying read the whole book of John yep. to understand. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or the whole New Testament. I think people take excerpts of the Bible or they'll take one scripture and they'll <laughs> say, hey, this, the Bible is only about this thing. Like, uh, whatever topic it is, I can go on and on. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just saying it's like you have to have more context instead of taking one scripture and making the whole Bible about that one thing about slave masters and all of these things. And if they wanted me to approve that, I'm like, y'all got to understand times, times and times of change. It wasn't just talking about because because before slavery, before slavery, before black people were slaves, like there was slavery of the Israelites, bro. There mm-hmm. was slavery. Like things were going through times. You know what I'm saying? Time changes. You have to have a context to it, because uh, something that taken out of context will just be that. <laughs> so th- that's that's how I will explain it myself. And, and I agree with you, Fred. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna quote the famous Jay Z: "A wise man don't argue with fools, because from a distance you don't know who is who." Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a, a lot of times what, what, what tends to happen is is that pe- pe- I would say this, people are going to believe what they want to believe, right? And mm-hmm. it's hard to sometimes to pro somebody different when they believe what they believe, right? So that's why at the end of the day, I respect what people believe. Like we, we can use Republicans and Democrats, right? If you're a strong Republican, mm-hmm. you're not going to believe anything what a Democrat says no matter what factors that they bring up and vice versa. If you're a strong Democrat, a Republican comes to you, show you something, you're going to believe what you believe, right? right? So even with religion, like there's been this battle with religion from beginning of time. Beginning right? of time. Even in the Bible, because there's so many stories in the Bible where they talk about where different kings and, 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 and pharaohs were like, you got to believe in my God. You're not believing in this God, right? So that can mm-hmm. even be a sense of the same thing when somebody's like, yo, this is the white man's religion. You're believing in the wrong God. You're supposed to believe in this, right? And people will bring up their own facts or what they deem as facts. And or their own belief. Their own belief. Yeah. And this, is, and this is not a knock on anybody else. Again, I always say this. Build your relationship with God and, and God will show you who he is and what you should believe in. Have the spirit of discernment, right? Right. So for me, I've learned, like, I don't argue with people when it comes to those things because, one, it was a slave Bible that was used. It wasn't the Bible that we read now. It was a slave Bible that was given to these slaves, right? 
um, because they took out a lot of scriptures out of there and they only let those that talked about slavery. And even mm-hmm. with in my understanding, even when they talk about slavery in the Bible, somebody that owed you money, right? Facts. Or that you, you know what I'm saying? So Facts. it was in that context, in that Facts. sense. It wasn't like how slavery, how um, when the Europeans bought the African slaves to America and used them as such. It yeah. wasn't in that context. They, excuse. And almost every religion Right, and one thing is flaws, right? One thing there's the extreme, yeah. Bro, yeah. My fault. Not to interrupt you, bro. There's one thing I just want to say to my village, for that person in the back of the class: do your own research. Um, please don't allow someone else to give you their thoughts, and it might be true, but do your own research Mm -hmm. because what Jeff said so well. Hey. The context that they're using slave as and the context that America uses it is two different contexts. So please do your research. Go ahead, bro. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no worries. So uh, the biggest thing is is being strong in your faith, right? Yeah. Because you're always going to be challenged. Always, even by other people within the faith, because you do have Christians who argue against other Christians regarding the word. Wow. Right, because they have their own interpretation or their own belief. Like you have some Christians who do not believe in divorce, right? They believe once you make that covenant under God, um, as far as being married, because as the word says, like no, let no man um, separate what he has joined together. So people believe that you can't divorce for anything, right? So uh-huh. even if there's abuse, even if there's infidelity, there's some who don't believe that. But also in the word it also says that you know that. God will honor a divorce if there is infidelity, right? So again, you got to look into the context and understand what was really being said, you know. So you'll see that even when it comes to music, you have some Christians who believe that if you listen to like anything outside of gospel music, and even certain gospel music, they condemn as like that's of the world, right? It's it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's considered as a um, um, oh my gosh. Fred, help me out here. What's, what's the term it's considered as secular. Like, secular, yes, yeah. secular. Yes, exactly. They consider secular music. So you listening to, like some people, there's Christians who think the music that Kirk Franklin makes is secular music. Yep. You, know, yep. you get what I'm saying? Crazy. And like, yo, he needs to repent. Yep. He's, not, he's a false prophet, which we're going to talk about in a whole separate episode. Yeah, you know they 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 put all these different things. He was banned. <laughs> yeah, but but what does it sound like? And again, right. the Bible talked about this mm-hmm. when Jesus came. Who was he at war with? Mm-hmm. The Pharisees. The Pharisees were the religious leaders and lawmakers of the, of that time. Absolutely. Right? And those Jesus okay. wasn't. He wasn't upset at you know what I'm saying the, the 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 woman who who had five five husbands. You know what I'm saying. That, that he wasn't upset at her. He wasn't upset at the thieves and all the like. Remember who his disciples were. They all had their own flaws by the standards of the Pharisees. They would not even be considered or even looked or even anywhere qualified to be a disciple. But God used what well, Jesus used and chose those 12 disciples for a reason. Right. So we see this even with today. So, again, my my point that I guess what I'm saying is is this, is that 
Be strong in your faith. Yeah. Be strong in your word. And like what Fred was saying, you know, say, you know, you do it with love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because ultimately, that is a, the greatest commandment. And it says in the Bible, the greatest commandment is this is like love God with all your might, all your heart, and all your strength. But the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. That right there is what God is all about. This is what he promotes. This is what he wants. And this is what he is really saying to us. Because love conquers all. Yeah. And this, this is what the relationship with you and God is what he considered and defined as um, Christianity or whatever, how you want to frame or title it as. You know, one thing that I've learned from this conversation, and guys, thank you again. Um, and this is what we, we pride ourselves on when we Top Shirt Village is different perspective, different thoughts, different opinion, different, different way of looking at life and being able to have intellectual conversations around it. Because what I learned is in every walk, in every journey, in every story, at every age, it's the relationship piece with God. It's the relationship piece that you have to build with your own independent. Like Fred said, at 14, at that age, or at 18, I had to build my own independent relationship. At Jeff, at 39, 30, I had to say, you know what? I wanna, I wanna go to this faith. Now I have to start building my relationship with him. So at any day, at any, at any time, it's about, are you building that relationship with God? Because you can start at 30, you can start at 50, you can start at 70, but just get there. Absolutely, that's well said. And, yo, just get there. Because you wanna be able to understand that, hey, you wanna flourish in his riches. You wanna be able to say, yo, this land is mine because you see it in the Bible. You realize this is what I want to identify myself as. And I'll be honest with you guys, um, throughout this whole time, Top Chef Village, <clears throat> we've been recording for approximately two months, two months. And the first time we really going deep into God, my laptop started going in and out. Now, if it was IG Live, I can understand, but my laptop has never gone in and out. Wow. That's how you know we saying something good. Mm-hmm. That's how you know that this is not just anything like flaw, anything like that. That's how you trying know. To interrupt. Exactly. Because Top Shot Village, we could have been like, you know what? Yo, we going in and out. Nah, we still going to keep on going. Absolutely. And my brother did an amazing job. We was texting each other. Yo, I'm not, I'm not getting, I need to get back in. Because I was still hearing them but he couldn't see me. I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear them, but I could see them. And that's what God is like, yo, I see you, but all you got to do is hear me. That's what God wants his light. It's like, yo, I see you. I see you searching for me. Mm -hmm. But all you got to do is just listen. Mm-hmm. Listen for my voice. Amen. Listen for everything I'm doing for you. That's good. And everybody's gonna come around you and have their own ideology, have their own beliefs. But what is your belief? Mm-hmm. Right. Do that. So, Top Shelf Village, we bringing some heat. 
Yes, sir. We bring some hot heat. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And you know what? Have group discussion. Challenge your friends. Challenge your friends in their thought respectfully. Have conversation with them. Ask them why. And parents, if you could just do me a big favor, have an open door policy. And when I say open door policy, let me put it in more context. Give your child the opportunity to ask questions. Because I wasn't in a household where they asked questions. I wasn't in a household where it, they didn't shut me and say, you got to believe this, you got to believe this, believe that. But I was in a household where we just like, yo, do your own thing. But I know friends and family that they're in household where it's like, if you're not this, we disown you. So let's get to a point. Let's get to a point in our community, our family structure and saying, okay, like the mom at that age, what do you want to do, son? This is my fate and this is what I'm going to die with. But son, daughter, what do you want? Because the most beautiful thing is when a child is be able to identify their beliefs, their thoughts. So because when they get to adulthood, they're not confused. Because once an adult is confused, they will take on every ideology, every thoughts, every idea. Because at that foundation of that childhood, it wasn't bloomed. So I'm gonna get off my high horse, but please, all I'm asking is to have a conversation, pull up a chair, and be able to just talk. Bros, another, yo, another amazing episode. Another amazing episode, bros. Another amazing episode. Yo, we killing it. Yo, we are killing it. Yo, I can't wait till we get to 50, bro. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna celebrate, yo. We're gonna get to 50. Yo, 50 ep- yo, 50 episodes, bro. Where the cigars at? Yo. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch you guys use smoke the cigars. <laughs> but we love you, Top Shelf Village, and thank you for just listening to us and having a conversation and having an open mind. We appreciate you. One love. One love. One love.